Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Barty Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. This uh, next conversation is going to be easy because we are all pet lovers. Mm, yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, I've got pets. a cat. You've yeah. got a cat. Do you have a dog? Actually, no, I have a cat. Uh, Ryan used to have a cat. Mm. Uh, Producer Nadira has four cats. Four, you know. We are biased. It's like cat haven at her house. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you ever been through like. Mm. Uh, I don't know, like you love uh, or you know anyone who who loves cats or dogs so much that even though they have allergies, they they still want to own it. Yeah, my partner for one. Oh, so okay. antihistamines thankfully do exist, <laughs> and we manage. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but, interesting. Uh, but I do know that there are other products okay. uh, based on organic formulations okay. that can really, really help. And in fact, our next oh. guest will be able to relate to all of this. Yeah, because uh, he wanted to spend time with. His fur kids yeah. close to his heart yeah. but he's got eczema which is quite common sure. actually among pet lovers and he often found himself constantly dealing with those flare-ups triggered by those harsh chemicals that are available in a lot of pet care products today it's horrible right because mm. uh, it starts to take its toll on your if your skin is especially sensitive you can never know right then you you can't i don't know you can't you can't really take care of your cat your, your, your pet rather you can't really bond with your fur kid in mm. that sense yeah because I want to like stick my face in my cat's belly all the time so I, I do did yesterday. I, <laughs> he was not pleased yeah, <laughs> they usually are quite unhappy about this and they judge you for yeah, it you yeah, know? Yeah, they'll yeah, give yeah. you that look like oh get over it what's wrong with you so this guy he went on the hunt for natural pet care products he okay. looked for a solution that would be gentler on pet owners with sensitive skin and eventually he actually took the leap of faith to turn this into a Business. So it's turning crisis into opportunity. Let's speak mm. with Dan Law, founder and CEO of For Furry Friends. Dan, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Dan. <laughs> yeah. We are so interested in this issue because either we have allergies, our friends have allergies, but love pets to death. Yeah. Tell us more about these natural solutions that you came up with, the journey to For Furry Friends. Okay, the journey actually started with definitely me mm. having problems when I actually born with my pets. Like, you know, when actually I want to shower them, I want to actually keep them clean. Most of the products in the market will cause a lot of problems on my skin. Mm. And if I don't clean them up with their dirty paws and their dirty bodies, right, I play with them and yes, you know, the next thing uh, I will have to have my medication. Mm. And this is actually the problem. And after that, we found a um, solution, one, one single product for our brand. Before we actually took it to a brand, we actually wanted to just use for myself, mm-hmm. my friends and okay. our our furry for kids. Okay, so halfway through the journey of like finding everything else, we actually found out that this is actually very important and for most of the pet owners. And that's how we actually started from a one product brand and now to like over 15 products. Uh, And we want to emphasize that uh, these are like natural uh, products, safe for the pet, safe for the human, obviously, right? Yes, definitely. Where do you source the ingredients, if you don't mind me asking? Okay, um, if we look at the technology behind our first product, which we call it a pet activated water sanitizer, and a current name will be POS. Yes, and uh, for that, it's actually from Japan. The technology is from Japan. 
And in fact, it is very, very common and popular in Japan, not in Singapore. We have our R&D department to actually like research and develop new products ranged across the um, cleanliness care, the skin care, and even to the home care series of products. You know, you mentioned something very key earlier, that this sort of thing is very common in Japan, but not in Singapore. And over the years, I've thought about this too, because there are so many products and services that you can find in some other nations that you really can't find here. Why do you think in Singapore, we seem to be lagging behind in terms of pet care, pet solutions? Mm -hmm. Most likely, I believe, is the attitude all pet owners have for pets slowly change over time where most of us actually feel that they are our babies. But in the past, if you actually like maybe look into like 20 years back, uh, this is not the case. Ah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So they treat pets like pets. Whereas yeah, yeah. now we treat pets like babies. Mm. We don't, maybe a lot of couples, they don't want to have kids. So they're just happy to have pets. Exactly. So now that's the connection between the couples. So what is happening is um, many, I would say, busy couples, they right. will not want to have kids for the time being and they, they choose to have pets instead. And that actually helps to bring them together because they will have like, oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the daddy of... Uh, yeah, for yeah, dad, for mom. <laughs> yes, I prefer that. Then yeah, you're the fur mom. Oh, we are, we are a parent. Yeah, so... <laughs> okay, that explains right. the, the whole furry friend thing. I, I know I know a couple. Yeah. They live in Spain. Mm. Uh, they have a... They have they have a daughter and a son, mm. but they have a schnauzer first before them. Mm. So when I visited them a couple of years ago, they tell the daughter, okay, you can talk to your older brother, who is the schnauzer? <laughs> oh okay. my goodness, this is, this is, this is us, this is us. Mm. Yes, my Humanizing kids our pets. Huh? Okay. Exactly. My, my, my kids have to call my my third boy, mm. brother. Coco. Brother. <laughs> Coco, yes. is it? Okay, okay. Yes. Actually, in fact, I have three. So I have a mm. dog, I have a cat, mm. and I have a rabbit. Oh. And the, in fact, the elder sister is the rabbit. Mm. <laughs> so they all get and, along, I hope? Yeah, they all get along. It's like <laughs> my... my my kids have to call the rabbit uh, elder sister. Are you so sorry? <laughs> but it does sound like we're slow to the game. Huh? Because I guess what I was trying to say is that it seems in other countries, people have developed yeah, better yeah, infrastructure, better services yeah. and products for animals. Uh, we're kind of slow to the game, but I'm glad that you're taking it further as well. It was that uh, trip to Japan that you mentioned that actually sparked all of this, right? But I'm sure that along the way, you have faced a lot of challenges, even as you were starting out. Tell us more about those difficulties. Uh, yes, um, that's a nightmare mm. to think back. Okay, so like I mentioned just now, For Furry Friends was mm. actually a one product brand. So when we started this brand, though the technology is not new, though the technology is very popular in Japan, in Singapore, most of the um, pet stores owners, they didn't heard about it. So they don't know about this, this, this technology. And having them carry our brand over their shops was so so tough. So we had a lot of reject, rejection because uh, we started a new brand, a local Singapore brand. So no one heard about us. Uh, we have no testimonial. We have nothing. So we when we started the first uh, shop, a business account opening, we were celebrating, mm. even though the order was like only, if, if I remember correctly, it's like 60 over dollars. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Mm. Yes, small victory. Small the, victory. Correct. Small victory. One step at a time. So, mm. it's like, you know, the money that we actually gotten is not a lot. It's not huge to open an account for them. But, does it's mm. our first step. Mm. Yeah, and slowly over time, we have, as, as we have more rejections, we definitely have more more shops willing to have our brand, willing to support us, willing to actually give us a try, and definitely that's how we started. Where are you at now? Are you are you profitable yet, or do you have we a timeline are, for when you want to be profitable? We are profitable like uh, end of uh, 2020. All right, so we we grew like uh, five times the sales over last year. So now we are actually forced to actually get GST registered. <laughs> uh, okay. okay Enter the next phase, my friend. <laughs> yes, the next phase. But Dan it did on, get really bad though, right? At some point, Dan, you were nearing bankruptcy, weren't you, at some stage? Yes, that's actually happening when COVID strike. Because we started the business as a supplier, we supply to retailer shops, to pet shops, to, to sell our products. As all of us know, there's a circuit breaker happening April of 2020. Yes, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah, so at that period of time, all our pet shops, all our grooming shops closed. Mm. Uh, they were forced to close for the, um, the period and we have almost zero sales from them. So for two months, we lost a lot because the sales dropped, but the overhead we still have to maintain, mm. like our, our staff, our office and everything else. So over that period of time, we almost went bankrupt and um, we have to like borrow money from friends, for, for fa- uh, like from family members to actually tide through this period and to do the change. And that's when we actually choose to go B2C. Okay. okay. Where, where we actually started our e-commerce and where we actually started to um, take seriousness in our um, social media account mm. yes to, con- to connect with our like all the pet owners in Singapore and that's how um, the whole business took a huge leap over the the, the sales actually grew like yeah 100 times over the, the, the 2020 period yeah, the period of 8 months you managed to turn it around well done man uh, one of the challenges yeah. also must have been the fact that you have to work with your wife I'm curious about those dynamics especially in stressful times right so who does what and, and how do you guys uh, not kill each other when you go home <laughs> oh, wow. the, that's animals, that's the that's animals that's act as the buffer it's true no? when uh, my wife and I argue uh, my cat comes in between you know, yeah, quiet the both of you, you know. <laughs> tell us that tell us wow okay very personal <laughs> oh, okay well tell us what you can okay I will share more no worries when we actually started we have this passion for pets actually in fact my wife loves pets much, much more than me. <laughs> in the office to do our job, she's in the branding, designing, and um, all the uh, social media content creation. Ah. All right. So for me, I'm in the sales and uh, like signing, signing of all the resellers. Oh. Yes, overseas market. So now okay. we have Taiwan, we have Malaysia, we have Indonesia, we have Singapore. I have to connect with all the um, overseas uh, distribu- uh, distributors. Yeah, so, so my job is more to bring money into the business 
her job is to just uh, do nice, nice images, videos uh, for the for the public. Mm. Both not but, easy, yeah. but quite good. But quite you good. know they're complimentary. So yeah. if she doesn't do yeah. her job well, you won't be able to do your sales well. Yeah. And if you don't know how to sell what she's trying to sell, then it's over, yeah. right? So I'm sure there are some conflicts <laughs> where she goes, "Hey, Dan, what on earth have you done? You know, what have don't you achieved today?" Post, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? No choice. Just have to get punished at home. Oh, okay. good man, good man. <laughs> but, but I think I know what you're trying to say, that your roles are clear, so there shouldn't be too many points of friction, hopefully. Correct. Yeah. So we just try to do our job um, mm. without any overlapping. You know, you talked about the bankruptcy earlier, right? What motivated you to stay on? I mean, I'm sure there must have been times where you, you wanted to give up. What, what was that guiding principle for you? Actually, in fact is to prove that we can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Friends started as a four-man team. We actually started 2019. Mm-hmm. We pre-launched the product. So 2020, we, we, def- we decided to actually go, go all out. So during 2019, two of our partners left us. And it's, it's only me and my wife, which is Krista, uh, both of us, we uh, have to double up our working hours. We have to like uh, throwing everything, so we threw all our savings in the business and uh, tried to build it from there on. Then after that, uh, when COVID came, uh, is another punch to our face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So so it's like uh, over over the period of time, the um, near bankruptcy issue right was actually caused by many factors. It's like uh, because we threw everything, we go all out, um, mm-hmm. and situation. Never go as we planned. Definitely, is 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 very common for all the businesses. Mm. From that period of time, we noticed that um, there there must be a lot of um, backup plans. There must be mm. um, issues where we actually have to we have to tackle one by one. Don't have to don't go all out and stuff like that. Yeah, but because um, the two of them left us, and we we have a small community that's uh, pet owners that are supporting us at the at a point of time where we almost want to give up. Mm. Uh, we felt that if we give up, they can, they can't find similar products in the market, and uh, their pet will suffer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So it's more to passion plus. Um, to, to show that we can do it kind of right, thing. Right. So a bit of a sense of mission, a bit of trying to prove your detractors wrong as well and to show them, like you said, you can do it. So what's your advice on other people looking to do the same thing? These days, a lot of people are re-evaluating their careers. Apparently, you did mm-hmm. too. I understand you used to work at an MNC and then you left that job uh, to come and do this. So yes, MNC. <laughs> ah, see, see. Yeah. So, tell us more about that in the context of giving people out there some advice if they're thinking of doing something similar. If we actually look into um, starting a business, first thing definitely is uh, identify your target audience. That means if they want to target for us, right? We love pets, so we want to target. We we found that there's a demand for the pet industry, so we actually just go all out and search for solutions to this industry. Next thing definitely is a product that you can trust, be it a product itself, physical product, or be it a sales service. Yeah, so all this actually has to be in place before we actually really jump into the business. So to start off, you must know what you are doing, you must know what you have, you must know who you are targeting, and from there, 
take baby steps and uh, yeah, just grow the business when you have more supporters, you have more buyers, or I would say customers. Mm. And for foreign friends, grew because we service our consumers, our uh, retail shops bosses. Well, yeah, yeah, basic fundamentals, but you got to do them good. We've been speaking with Dan Law, who's founder and CEO of For Furry Friends. Dan, uh, we appreciate you sharing with us your passion this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.